0: Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists.
1: The Retirement Clinic is now open. Jeff Kowal, your host. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. Also joining us in studio today is Paul Schaefer with... The COAL Investment Group. And welcome back, Paul. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. I, well, and good morning, Jeff <laughs> Good
2: morning, Paul. <laughs> I'm doing well, too. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was my next question. I know. Now that we're all uh, on the same page, we're ready to go. We are here, obviously, to answer questions. Uh, but we get a lot more in the show. The sexy segment about wealth management and preservation. The business owner segment coming up. The Boss Minute. We'll be covering all of that in between Anything that you hear, if you want to react to it or ask questions about your retirement plan. And Jeff, that's basically what we boil things down to any retirement question.
2: That's right. Your asset allocation, retirement, your contribution limits, uh, how, how your. Um Planning for retirement. Do you have enough money or cash flow in retirement? uh, And all the other things with the estate planning part of it. How do you, you know, we talk about this a lot. The the sweet spot of our our business is for people who have accumulated some wealth, we say $750,000 or more, that you want to preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and then pass it on to your heirs. So, all the things that are included in that area of planning, that's what we do at the Coal Investment Group, and that's what the retirement clinic is about, too.
1: The is Jeff's website to find out more. They're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, thekowalway.com. And now with five locations. World Headquarters in Waukesha. That's right. The new Racine office has been open for a couple of months at Highway 20 and yep, 43. since
2: January. Great location. We had a lot of activity there, too. It's a lot of fun. Port Washington, Wisconsin. Was there yesterday? Madison. You were there? Yes. No? I was two days ago in Madison for the um, Paul McCartney concert.
1: I was going to say, do it was, you mind telling us why? No,
2: it was awesome.
1: How was the concert? It was
2: fantastic. We went with a couple of good friends, and um, uh, they played 39 songs. N- never took a break.
1: That's about three uh, hours.
2: Yeah. And played uh, Beatles, Wings, played his new stuff. And even some of his new stuff was tolerable. So it was it was really good. What a talented guy. And-
1: I did see McCartney back when he's at County Stadium. So it was a long time ago. Yeah, And it was pouring rain the entire concert. It was awesome. And he's at Lambeau Field tonight. Spencer just reminded yep. me. That is very cool. The concert... In Madison, Jeff, you saw history. He's never performed in Madison ever,
2: and he sold the place out. and, and The acoustics are pretty good. The sound, the pyrotechnics, just everything in it. The, yeah. it, it was just a great, great production.
1: His band, you know, he's had those same players forever. Yeah, so I mean, there's something to be said about that. Yes, yes, they can kind of read each <laughs> other's minds. And he's,
2: you know, he even has a sense of humor. He took his coat off in, the, in, in uh, after about. Eight or ten songs. And he says, "This is the only costume change you're going to have. Only wardrobe change you're going to have in the whole show." So, I love it. <laughs> so that was it. He's he's. It a, was great, great entertainer. Act. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, there's a, just and one more thing about McCartney, and then we'll get into retirement talk. There's a little connection with the Kowal family and Paul oh, McCartney. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lucky <laughs> for God. He married. No, not the real wedding, but he is an in ordained minister.
2: Yeah, I think the uh, Universalist Unitarian Church or something made all the Beatles. Um, ministers so a few years back adam our younger son was seeing a concert in phoenix and he held up a sign saying you're ordained, we're engaged please marry us tonight and he called them on stage the
1: security guys came and got your son yep. and his fiance yep we we and posted she, the pictures up on our station's yeah. website
2: so that was really that was pretty exciting time i got a call from him at four o'clock the next morning he had just gotten home because they were you know time difference and stuff and it was just he was so excited about it. and everybody was saying hey you're the couple that got married you're the couple that got married so it was pretty pretty neat
1: to be on stage with paul mccartney is unbelievable he's a living legend oh yeah part of the beatles yeah i mean it doesn't get any better
2: than that he, i remember he kissed uh, uh, our daughter-in-law on the cheek and she she would wash it for like six years <laughs>
3: <laughs> no six months she's He's so still upset that way. you missed the wedding Jeff yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so they followed it up with the, the traditional wedding
3: oh absolutely yeah, yeah the,
1: but he did marry him on. he stage. said
2: even on stage he said I don't think this is gonna hold up in court so
1: <laughs> but what a cool story it was pretty good. all right now let's get into retirement talk. And uh, Paul Schaefer joins us today to answer your questions as well as Jeff Kowal you're a CPA
3: that's right
1: yep. any other title I'm missing because there's so many titles in your industry
3: um, nothing that I put in my signature line, but um, I'm, I'm securities <laughs> licensed and I can um, I can help with a lot of different planning topics on retirement.
1: Uh, Jeff Kowal is a Chartered Financial Consultant and Investment advisor Rep, Chartered Life Underwriter, and an Accredited Estate Planner. And just real quickly, because you guys are on WISN and WIBA every day doing market updates. That's right. Uh, that's a big deal. You're part of Barron's Top Financial Advisors the last... Five years That's right. straight, including this year, Financial Times, Top 400 Advisors, Milwaukee Biz Times, Future 500, Aaron Kowal, who joins us every week in a boss segment, is Forbes list of Top 500 Next Generation Wealth Advisors. Basically, you're getting a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge in an area of life, Jeff, where you're dealing with our, besides our house, you always hear it's our biggest investment, right? right? Well, I would argue the retirement plan is the biggest nest egg we're gonna have.
2: Well, that's right, and it has to support you the rest of your life, too, that and other investments that you have. Uh, so we pay close attention to that. Um, we are the retirement specialists. There are new, the tax laws are changing constantly. And Paul is, is staying on top of the new SECURE Act that's uh, that's out there, and we wanna make sure that we address that, too. And that's one reason why we specialize in this area, that it is that important for people in their lives and their quality of life Plus, it has to be, uh, you have to keep up with all the changes. What's going on, Paul?
3: So there's there's a bill working its way through Congress right now uh, that was just passed overwhelmingly bipartisan support in the House on May 23rd. Uh, so that's a good indication that it's probably going to pass the Senate and be signed into law. But right now it's a bill, so uh, some of the things we talk about could change. Um, but it it's all focused on uh, retirement accounts. And its primary focus is to allow... Uh, more access to retirement plans uh, with employers. So uh, it makes it easier for small businesses to provide retirement plans, and the idea is to try to increase the number of people that have access to retirement plans. Um, so uh, for small business owners uh, that may not have a retirement plan for their employees now, um, there's, uh, it's, in its current form, it significantly increases the tax credit for making a plan available, Uh, Current cap of $500 would be moved up to $5,000. Also, if you have automatic enrollment as a part of that new plan, you can get an additional $500 credit. Um, But it also allows two unrelated small businesses to kind of get together uh, and pool their plan, share costs. um, So it makes it a little bit more affordable to get that in place. That's the primary focus of the bill. Okay. Um, But there's some... Additional things in there for that are related to IRAs that are important to know. Um, some good, some bad, uh, potentially.
1: What do you think the odds that this bill is going to pass?
3: Uh, very likely. I mean, okay. it passed 417 to 3. Right. Um, oh, it's going to so happen. it's bipartisan support. Why do you think there is a bipartisan support? What's in it for everybody
2: that both sides would be uh, on board with it?
3: Well, access uh, for kind of um, – you know, smaller businesses to get on the plan, just more access to being able to save for retirement. Getting more people saving. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a, a thing that everybody can buy into. Uh,
2: yeah, and I would think that would be why the Democrats would. One of the reasons why the Republicans would, I think, is just the extension. Uh, uh, and you're going to get into it with some of the rules when, when you have to take required minimum distributions, delaying that. I think that allows the money to grow tax deferred for a longer period of time. So there really is something in there for both, for everybody.
1: Yeah, but you don't usually see bipartisan support in right. this much. You could say the sun rises in the east <laughs> and there's going to be people that disagree that's right
2: that that would be a narrow vote
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's always going to be a few that's going to disagree
3: okay so what and what's this called again the secure act secure act it's an acronym uh, for setting every community up for retirement enhancement oh
1: it's an actual it's an acronym yeah Yeah,
3: they're all acronyms but yeah they they spend a lot of time with that um probably spent
2: more time on that than the actual bill right
3: (laughs) Three days debating what, what to call it. But changes with IRA rules uh, and provisions that are important to know. Uh, so the first thing that Jeff uh, mentioned is uh, they're going to be increasing the age that you have to start taking money out of your IRA, which you know, everybody knows is the RMD, required minimum distribution. Uh, right now it's at 70 and a half. So the year that you turn 70 and a half, you have to start pulling a certain amount from your IRA. That's going to increase from 70 and a half to 72 so, one, it gets rid of that half year that confuses everybody, no so that's kidding. great. I noticed that <laughs> right away. But also, I mean, a lot of people are working longer, uh, some because they need to, some because they just enjoy it, and uh, this just uh, you know, allows people to delay taking those RMDs if, that's, if they that's, don't have to and don't want required. to. That's required. So, yep. in other words, we can still take money out. Once you're 59 and a half, you can still take money out penalty-free. Penalty-free. You free. still have to pay taxes on it, but you know. But the no RMD
1: being from 70 and a half to 72, that's a year and a half difference. Yeah, if I do so my John
2: McCain years ago, uh, I remember in 2008 or 2009, suggested that he bump it up to 75. And why does that make a difference? Well, and what Paul is saying is that a lot of times people are still working. So they want us to continue to accumulate and not have to take money out of their retirement plans. Second, it's a, it's a year and a half, and that's uh, hundreds of billions of dollars, probably trillion of dollars of assets that are in retirement plans. So even that year and a half, and they they ultimately that's that's how long it, they they accumulate and ultimately the government will get their pound of flesh because at seventy two you have to start taking money out it'll probably be at a higher level because your life expectancy will be less so you'll have to take out more to get out of the life expectancy
1: so you're looking at it from the government's perspective Jeff which is a good way to look at you know, it why
2: would they do it and
1: right exactly what's you know we're missing in other words they're gonna be they're gonna see less money coming out of these uh, plans
2: initially but ultimately. You have they're to not it giving through. up, and they're not giving up that revenue. So no, eventually they're, they're going to, they'll get it.
1: And I like, I like that there's no half.
2: Get it's, rid of
3: the half.
1: Yeah.
2: That's always been a
1: It confusing. confuses everybody. Yep. So now we know. So 72. Okay,
3: what else is in it? Uh, oh. The other thing uh, is uh, with, uh, you know, change with age is uh, there's been a cap. Once you hit 70 and a half, you can no longer contribute to an IRA. They're removing that cap. So if you're still working, still have earned income, you can contribute as long as you're working. Uh, which is great. It helps with more planning strategies, uh, more ability to get money into an IRA, and um, you know, possibly if your income, if you're working past seventy and your income's too high, it is still allows you to do the uh, uh, non-deductible IRA contribution, which you might be able to get into the Roth right away by uh, the backdoor Roth conversion. So, so there's a lot of different. If
1: you're still working, you can do it. Is it full time? Working full time?
3: Any kind of earned income. Okay. Um, you know, as yeah. long as you have enough. Uh, to contribute that amount, uh, you can you can contribute. I like after.
1: that idea too. I mean, as long as you're working, Jeff, why not keep putting money in? It's it's going to be
2: weird because we've always thought about that taking money out because with the required minimum distribution and then putting money in until you get to get a tax deduction on it. So that'll be a, an interesting trick. And you always were able to to do Roth contributions beyond age seventy and a half, but not traditional. You couldn't take the
3: tax deduction for it. So that is a major change.
1: And with I the, know there's more, pal. there's
3: there's more. Uh but one thing to note with the, the change in the RMD age, just real quick. Um once you're at seventy and a half or 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 more, uh you can you have available to you a qualified charitable distribution. Uh basically it allows you to give money out of your IRA to a charity directly from that account and that uh goes towards your satisfying your RMD, but uh doesn't count as income. So there's the mm-hmm. double benefit. But you know, if they do increase the age, you wouldn't be able to do that until you're seventy two. So if you're in that you know, year and a half window, um, you would lose that ability if that's something that you were thinking you would plan for once you hit 70 and a half. So it might impact a, a small amount of people.
1: On a timeline, when are we looking for this to be voted on? Paul, do we know?
3: Well, the Senate said they would take it up quickly and they kind of had their own version of a uh, retirement uh, bill that uh, they were working on. So it's probably going to be by the end of the summer. Um, Definitely this year. This definitely
1: changes retirement plans now that if, right. I mean, you're, you're approaching things differently.
2: Absolutely. There are some negatives to this too uh, that we want to talk about. We'll address that after the break, but um, yeah, with all these changes, you got to make sure you keep up with it because it's, it's changing fast. Oh yeah. And like Paul said, it's very likely it's going to be approved. It's going to take it, be taken up pretty quickly. So you want to stay in front of these things.
1: Absolutely. So, okay. We'll continue after the break uh, talking about this. Also the boss, uh, segment coming up as well that's for business owners stick around the sexy segment is in the second half of the show and that's every week about wealth management and preservation joining us
2: that's a good one too oh yeah what's it about Paul's got that one and um, it's about uh, what are the how do you get the conversation started and what are the big things with regard to estate planning especially if you're uh, uh, ultra wealthy how do you get that discussion going
1: that's cool to be ultra-wealthy. There's nothing wrong that's a, with that.
2: That's a good initial objective, isn't it? Like Paul McCartney. Filthy rich. Yeah, that would be a billion. Hey, why does he do this? No, I. Hey, by the way, I have to uh, it's Ella's birthday today. Aaron's, uh third daughter really one-year-old today, so it's pretty exciting. I know she's listening, too. Well, say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ella. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. How old again? She's one. Turns on, she one one today.
1: Well, I'm sure she heard that and recognized <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Every week, it's the retirement clinic. Paul Schaefer joins us from the Kowal Investment Group. And of course, the President, Jeff Cowell. I'm Paul Cronforce. We'll be right back.
4: Welcome back to The Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with The Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many business owners overlook the value that life insurance can play in their business. It's not just a tool that can be used to pass money on to a spouse or children, but can be a powerful tool in attracting key employees or adding value to a business. Many people, business owners included, are not aware of the various uses that life insurance has, especially with how it can add value to one's business. There are various issues that can come up in the business as I've discussed in these segments before. There's the issue of paying for estate taxes, adding value for key executive recruits and maintaining value of the business in uncertain times. The issue of education and proper planning are the main issues that stand between business owners and addressing these issues. It takes a team of pros to look at the situation objectively and help plan not just for now, but what could come up in the course of business in the years to come. There are several ways that insurance can play a part in business planning. I know I sound like a broken record, but key man policies are a huge tool that can add value to the business. The obvious use is that if the executive has a net worth in excess of the estate tax exemption, the key man policy can be used to help pay estate taxes. Next, the policies themselves can also be used as a deferred compensation plan or a way to retain an executive for a certain number of years. Third is to use the policy for a supplemental employee retirement plan. The policy could be used as a traditional key man life insurance policy if the executive died while working for the company. However, the employee could get access to the built up cash value of the policy after a defined number of years working with the company. Another more non traditional solution is that the policy can be seen as an asset of the business even if it's not on the balance sheet and negotiating the sale of the business. If someone were to buy your company and were also to get the key man coverage, meaning the buyer would be made the beneficiary of the life insurance, then that could make the company even more valuable. Your business may may be worth millions, but it's only worth full value in a non-distressed situation. This can help provide stability. There are many issues taken into consideration doing this. That's why it's important to work with someone who has a focus on working with business owners to set up these complex plans. Aaron Colwell with today's Boss Minute. Business
1: owners, savings, and security. We thank Aaron for doing that. Every week we get a new Boss segment, Sexy segment, which is coming up in the second half of the show. Still to come We're back with Jeff Kowal and Paul Schaefer. And right before the commercial break, Paul, I want to pick up on this because you're talking about this new SECURE Act, uh, which is in Washington right now. And we're going to probably be hearing a lot more about this.
3: Yeah, uh, definitely um, more to come, uh, especially when the the Senate um, uh, completes um, their part of it. Uh, But there's one more provision in there that's kind of a big one, and they consider it their revenue raiser, and it impacts IRAs also. And uh, the SECURE Act in its current form would remove the non-spouse beneficiary's ability uh, to stretch their RMDs over their lifetime. So when you inherit an IRA from someone that's not your spouse, you, every year after that, you have to start taking a required minimum distribution um, that's based on an actuarial table. Um, they're going to try to limit that and uh, not allow people to stretch it over their lifetime, and, but they have to take it out over 10 years. So to kind of compress that time period, I mean, a lot of people... With smaller IRAs, end up taking in the first couple of years. Anyhow, it seems like. Well, right. be an
1: example of. So, if it's a non-spouse inheritance, kids, kids from their parents, right. kids,
3: uncle. You know, if it. you inherit an IRA from your uncle and um, you know it's it comes over, you you can take the money out right away. But a lot of people uh, will stretch that and take a little bit out each year, and hopefully they, they want to, to limit that. They try to grow the account more. Yeah. And, um, mm. They just want you know the government's trying to raise money, so they want that money sooner. They're going to limit it to ten years. Okay. Not the so end that's of the how world, they offset.
2: But- no, but that's how they offset that the early taxes that they don't get by raising the required minimum yep. distribution age. So that's one of the offsets. Um, anything else in the bill that we should? know Yeah, about? there's
3: a couple other uh, smaller things. If you um, have a child or adopt a child, uh, you you'll have the ability uh, to take out up to five thousand dollars without a penalty uh, if you take money out of your IRA. So you'd have to. Pay the tax on that, but you wouldn't have the 10% penalty if you're taking that money out before 59 and a half. If you have a child or adopt a child, yep. you can take 5K out. Up to 5K out. Um, also, there's a provision in there that says that you can use f- a 529 plan money. Um, 529 plans uh, help uh, people pay for college. Yeah, and it, Typically, it's needs to go directly to tuition, books, uh, expenses uh, for college. But if you do it after the fact, if you take money out of the 529, they're going to allow you to apply up to 10000 towards your student loans. It sounds like an incentive to have kids. I think Uncle
1: Sam is saying, we're seeing the lowest birth rate in history here. That's right.
2: And they want to continue that revenue for generations to come.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's true. We are at a low uh, birth rate right, right now. Like, really low. Millennials just aren't having kids.
2: Yeah, that's why we want all the... Uh, that's, a, that's a totally <laughs> different issue, to replace them. Um, yeah, millennials aren't having kids, or they're waiting longer to have kids. Um Paul, I wonder if anybody has any questions.
1: Let's give out the phone number. Oh, that's not a Because bad on the break, I chided myself for not doing that yet. Any questions at all are welcome. In fact, let's open up phone lines for retirement questions. And specifically, if you want to talk about this SECURE Act, uh, tax law changes, which happened, Jeff, in your line of work, probably every year there's some tax Well, changes.
2: there's always some minor adjustments. But yeah, this, this, is, is, a big big, a, this, this is a major big one. This is the biggest one, I think, since 2006. Wow. So, uh So it's been 13 years since we've had a major change like this.
1: It's called the SECURE Act. And if you want to follow up on that, or just in general, planning for your retirement... If it's taxes, if it's a 401k question, social security, planning for that, anything, rollovers, the Acunym Mortgage Talk and Text Line is now open, 414-799-1130. Yes, we do take texts, and I've got my text page open right now. We prefer the phone calls, but you can text us as well. And again, the Acunet Mortgage Line is 799-1130. 30 for the okay. retirement clinic
2: there is a, a money magazine uh, sorry usa today article in the money section um that i thought was kind of interesting i don't totally agree with it but it talks about shifting investments by life stage milestones often a time to take stock uh amy peachy is the um author of this for usa today and it talks about a woman just 16 after picking up her personal finance book rich dad poor dad started saving money, curiously curious about investing, she socked away $90 in a mutual fund. After her career developed, she made a point of putting aside at least 20% of her income into investments such as real estate, stocks, and bonds. Very good. Now she's 33, and she says she shies away from riskier investments, uh, like real estate projects that are fixed her upper. her new goal, she says, is to build generational wealth for children she and her husband hope to have one day. Then that, that's one of the reasons, but at thirty-three, so she's saying she's shying away from riskier investments. That is not the time to do it. She's got if, if you t- if you look at some of her, uh, the, the demographics. I mean, she's got thirty years to accumulate money, yet. Mm-hmm. and uh, even at that, she should be aggressively invested. The article goes on to say, imagine your future. Investors in their twenties and thirties tend to take a more aggressive approach than older workers. Uh, yet, one of the biggest risks for young workers is simply not saving for retirement at all. Bingo, that is exactly right. Doesn't matter if you if you're conservative with your investments or aggressive with your investments. If you don't have any money in there, it doesn't matter how aggressive or conservative. And the longer
1: you, you wait, Jeff, the the worse or the harder it is to and start the, saving. The harder
2: it is to catch up. And the rule of thumb is the stock way, generally 10%, ten to fifteen percent uh bankrate survey finding found out so in other words objectives save 10 to 15%. 15% is better. bankrate.com survey finding only 26% of workers save more than 10% of their income. Even worse, 21% say they aren't saving anything. Ooh. So it says reassess uh, risk at key milestones. While an investment approach will be based on individual's risk tolerance and goals, it's important to take a wider view as you advance your career. Uh, make sure you don't overlook some risk management strategies like planning for unexpected issues. This is another one that I thought, even though I don't necessarily agree with getting ultra-conservative if you, as you get older. You know, the fact that people are living longer now is a reason to stay have growth-oriented investments throughout your lifetime. It used to be the old rule of thumb was 100 minus your age is how much you would have in growth-oriented investments. So if you're a 100 minus 60, you'd have 40 percent in growth-oriented investments. Well, people are blown through a, that uh, life expectancy now. The new rule of thumb is 100 minus your age. I'm sorry, 120. 120 minus your age is how much you should have in growth oriented investments. It's a rule of thumb. Just general rule of thumb. So 120 minus 60 means that 60 year old now would have at least 60% in growth oriented investments. And that's the the type of thing that we do with our clients. Uh, So don't, it says even fewer or fewer American workers today have pension plans. So you have to save on your own. Uh, Make sure that you're putting money away. you know, they, they, there's a shift somewhat to bonds, uh, uh, but bonds aren't paying the same rate of return they did in the 70s and 80s when you can get 7 or 8% on the bonds. You know, what's uh, funny
1: was this last week during all the D-Day celebrations and remembrances, they're talking about World War II and all the, the bond pushes. Remember, all Oh, that, yeah. That, war bonds. The war bonds, yeah. And it's just, boy, what a different time, huh? Yeah, I'll say. You know, support your, are real support heroes. your troops, the real heroes. Oh, what, is, what a cool speech. I thought Trump's speech was, if you haven't seen it, yeah, It's 27 minutes long and it was just, it was fantastic uh, from Normandy. So, hey, uh, let's get to a call or two and take some questions on the retirement clinic. We're on WIBA Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. The Kowal Investment Group does business market updates every day of the week on both stations. Joining us today is Paul Schaefer along with President Jeff Kowal here on WISN in Milwaukee and WIBA. So your questions are welcome. We go to John calling us from the city of Milwaukee. Good morning.
3: Hi, John.
0: Morning. Morning. I got a question for your tax guy there. I want to transfer money from a 457 into a Roth, and I like to um, pay the taxes, um, you know, transfer the whole amount. So I want to, like, prepay the tax or whatever you want to call it. What kind of forms do I need for the state and federal, or how do I go about that?
3: Forms for the state and federal. Well, uh, typically when you roll over money out of an IRA and uh, or a four fifty seven or four hundred three b, four hundred one k, they'll give you the option to withhold taxes on that distribution. Um, so typically, it's just the custodian's paperwork, and you just have to give them direction on what you want to withhold for both the Fed and the state. Uh, and if then, at all, if if at all, well, yeah. yeah, and and then uh, and then uh, just where you're rolling the money to, if it's a Roth IRA, a different custodian, directions on that. So usually, it's just the custodian's paperwork.
2: It's going to be their responsibility, the custodian's responsibility. Yeah, and
3: they'll submit the money for you if you give them direction on what to withhold uh, so you don't have to worry about filing a separate form uh, for tax purposes. But accounting for it... If
0: if I don't want to have them withhold, if I want to transfer the total amount, that's what I'm saying.
3: Oh, sure. You can always uh, roll over the full amount and, and pay the tax later, either through your estimated taxes that you're paying in over the course of the year or when taxes are due.
0: Well, oh, in yeah. other words, get an estimated tax form from the IRS or whatever.
2: You could do that or, or increase your withholding if you're still working. You could increase your withholding uh, somewhere else so you, don't, so you don't have to do the quarterly estimates. But that is a good way to do it. Ultimately, I think to answer your question, it, what Paul was saying is that um, if you want to – let's say you have $100,000 you want to transfer into a Roth IRA, not withhold any taxes, perfect, yeah. and then the custodian is going to be responsible for letting the feds and the state know that you did that. So then you'll just pay taxes next year on it.
0: Okay, but, but if you if you haven't withhold, uh, withheld enough, sometimes they give you like a penalty. Oh, yeah. At the end of the-
2: yep, so, so that's where they're the, doing the quarterly estimates – Either doing a quarterly estimate, a quarterly payment, or else uh, increasing your uh, withholding will do it.
1: John, do you do this yourself? Do you have a tax guy you work with, or?
0: Well, that's why I'm asking. I don't have a tax guy. That's why I was looking to to, to tell my custodian to do the transfer, but I wanted to just pay like out of pocket the taxes, you know, prepay it or however. That's, that's a smart important.
2: way to do it. That's a great way to do it. And yeah, if you do with a quarterly estimate, and increase that, make a, a one time or quarterly payment. Uh, then you're going to avoid the penalties on it as well.
0: Okay, okay. I, I have, um, if you could, I have another question, if you could. Uh, yeah,
2: We can do it really quick, John. Go ahead.
0: Okay, it's a little off-topic, but I also have a duplex, which I, um, I'm currently um, owner-occupied, but I'm not renting it. Is there a number of years that you don't rent it that you can sell it as a primary residence without... Um, you know, having the, the the depreciation added into the sales—that
2: is off subject a little bit. If you can call our office a little bit uh, uh, on Monday, that'd be great.
3: Paul, will talk to you about that. Paul Schaefer. Yeah, we can we can talk offline directly on your specific situation and do a plan deep for
1: dive into that question. Right? Yeah. Hey, John, okay. I'm going to give you the phone number and everybody else that's listening, uh, okay. so you can call the Coal Investment Group on Monday. Okay? Sure. Thanks. That phone number: two six two five two two forty forty. 262-522-4040. You also have a toll-free number
2: that even works in Illinois. Yeah, Madison, Illinois, and yeah, worldwide, <laughs> even in Illinois.
1: That number is 877 877- 560 877 877-560-4040, uh, so give that number a call. Or on the web, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, com. We just got a text, and maybe we can address that too. It's about a Roth and okay. how to start a Roth. A real simple question, where do I go to start a Roth? Can we answer that real quick before the break? What would you say, Paul? What would you say, Paul?
3: Well, we can help you start a Roth. Uh, you can you can start a Roth um, at, at many different custodians, and, um, and and then you can just contribute a, as much as you can uh, up to the limits. Um, you know, so you know you have you can contribute up to six thousand dollars this year right. um, mm-hmm. if you have at least six thousand dollars in earned income, um, and and you also have available the Roth conversion. So you could also establish a Roth IRA if you didn't have it by converting money out of an IRA or a four hundred one k.
2: So if you're starting brand new, uh, it, we can we can do it at our office. If you're younger and you're, you 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 want to go online, uh, there are mutual fund companies that can do it. Uh, T Rowe Price, p- places like that. How do that, you that feel you about
1: that online? Are you okay with that?
2: If you if you're brand new and you just want to get started, and you're pretty familiar online. It's a good place to start. If you need any advanced help, there's only so far that they can. Help you. Right. And then what happens is that you get their retirement plan division or something, and you get the retirement plan new guy of the day. So that's so when it gets more advanced, that's a little bit harder, and you don't want to do that online.
1: Or if you want to talk to a real person, we could just call you.
2: Oh, absolutely. And we can give them direction with that as well.
1: So, okay. And we got that on I like this this texting thing I'm getting used to now, so (laughs) I just forget to open the page
2: always. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the, the you mentioned the the dot com. Yeah, just wanted to address that because it's a great website. We update the content all the time. Uh, we have our um, uh, weekly uh, market commentary on Mondays. We have uh, investment um, uh, analysis on Tuesdays. So you can go online at the coaway. K-O-W-A-L, the com, And you can also uh, start here. You can press the Contact Us button, and then we can get started with uh, working together as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I just logged on. You have uh, a lot of stuff on here, Jeff. In fact, you've got the SECURE Act retirement bill on the front page, Paul, that we were talking about. So that's at... That's thecoalway.com. Okay, we've got a break. When we come back, the sexy segment, and I think Paul Schaefer's taking this one today. Well, of course he is. <laughs>
3: uh, Any kind of teeth, Paul? What are we talking about, or what's the topic of the day? Uh, related to estate planning for higher net worth people. That's sexy. So, yeah, we'll get more
1: into it after the break. Well, stick around. Don't go anywhere. And if you want to follow up with more phone calls or texts, please use the Acunet Mortgage Talk & Text line. Real simple. 414 You can call that number or text that number. 414-799-1130. The Retirement Clinic. We'll be right back. That music means it's time. The sexy segment. And this one goes to Paul Schaefer, who's going to... Well, you explain it, Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, we
3: wanted to talk about estate planning and not necessarily a, a strategy that uh, people need to use, but maybe just give people uh, something to think about and relate it back to your situation and see if it's an issue uh, with your situation. So a lot of times uh, the hardest part of planning, uh, estate planning for higher net worth families or any families is the high net worth family and uh, some of the family dynamics that go along with that. Um, and some difficult conversations uh, that need to happen. Um, And a lot of times, you know, the the actual estate planning would be easy if it weren't for, the you know, family issues. Uh, So really navigating the the family dynamics is often the hardest part that we see with estate planning, communication, difficulties with family members, often the biggest contributor to the mistakes that are made in planning uh, and prevent planning from starting in the first place. And uh, we, you know, not with everybody, but we do see it with quite a few uh, flam- families, especially higher net worth, higher net worth families, where there's more variables in play. You know, there's sensitivities talking about estate planning. Uh, you know, emotional hurdles that uh, need to happen, especially when there's uh, multiple marriages or yep. uh, blended families involved. Um, oh, that's where the emotions can run high.
1: And I mean, it really it can get it can get ugly if you don't yeah. if you're not careful,
2: right? And what Paul is saying is, that let's just have a discussion about it to get started.
3: And that's uh, that's where we we can help a lot of um, our clients just getting the conversation going, bringing up some of the issues that um, aren't being talked about, and uh, trying to move the process forward. That's what we always want to do. Is you know, we identify areas that need to be addressed, and it's just pushing that forward, um, and and trying to work past those complexities. Uh, just trying to encourage clients to take the proactive approach. Uh, by talking about their wishes and desires uh, early with family members. It'll help, you know, even if it's a difficult conversation to start, it'll help while they're living and especially after you pass away and, you know, uh, prevents more conflict in the family in a lot of cases.
1: And you never know where health is going to go, Paul. So the, I mean, this is just me asking, but the earlier you do the conversation, the better, correct? Absolutely. If It might be awkward. It might be your parents, yep. but you never know when the health is going to start Failing. And when you say estate plan,
3: uh, it's like a retirement plan. Everybody should have something in place, correct? Absolutely. Whether it's uh, just kind of a simple will or a more complex trust uh, situation. Um, But defining what your wishes are, you know, where the estate is going to go and how it's going to be split up.
1: Would it be a mistake to say I'm too young? I don't need a will. My wife and I are in our 20s. We don't have kids. Or maybe we just had our first child. But we're young. We don't need this.
3: Well, especially when kids are involved, I would definitely encourage somebody That's to put right. together a simple will and who's going to take care, who do you want to take care of the Got kid fishery. when, you know, if something happened to you.
2: Yeah. That's a great point, especially when kids are involved or when you own some property, it's good to, to put it down on paper. And Paul brought up, I, I just listed five things from just the initial things that Paul talked about. Uh, first of all, you think that it's, it's, if there's any money involved at all, there might be problems. You think it's not a lot of money. It's $5,000. But if you multiply that and have $50 million, there are more problems. There may be more beneficiaries and more ways that things can go wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily the money. It could be just a couple bucks. But in more complex estates, there also are more moving parts to it. Another, and Paul and I have always often talked about that, fair is not necessarily equal. Yep and if you you want to address that
3: well yeah fair is definitely not always um what's equal, and um, a lot of times it's also the beneficiary's perception of their relationship and what they think you know the parents may have, and uh, you know sometimes just talking about it will um change the beneficiary's mind and you know what they really think you know the assets of the parents are and mm-hmm. you know what they're what they're thinking for how it might be divided in the future yeah.
2: and it's like i'll take this necklace you can have the 20 million dollar business i want this necklace well, it's not exactly like that but yeah. wow. you know but there are some things that each one wants that blended family paul mentioned that very important and that's that's where a hesitate that's where a, a conversation gets bogged down because when you have a blended family sometimes you just don't want to address the issues of that uh, because there may be some contention you may not get along as well with the spouses, kids, as you do with your own. Or you want to have uh, different treatment for them. And that's perfectly okay. And what we're saying is that it's important to at least have that discussion. Get it out in the open. Once you get that out in the open, an attorney can say, this is how we did it with other cases. This is a way that you can equalize. This is where you can accomplish all the things that you're trying to accomplish and and reduce it to writing. Uh, there are those that say... Um, when I die, I'll just let them sort it out.
1: I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. I'm gone. I don't care.
2: Right. I don't, I don't that's like a, that that, that could tear apart, apart your family. Yeah, don't Having you care that,
1: about your legacy and your, don't you care about your loved ones? Even right? if you
2: don't care about your legacy. <laughs> but you, but you care, I'm sure you care about the loved ones. And that's the type of thing that can really tear a family apart. Try to to, to determine what your intentions might have been without you being there. Worst of all, you had the opportunity to say what your intentions are. Yes, you had and that. Just open took a window. pass
1: on it. If so. that door is open, right, uh, go open that door. I would think that
3: go Take, through it. Yes, and, go through you know, it. And before you know, you even address the conversation with any beneficiaries' kids. Um, have you had an open and honest conversation with your spouse? And are you guys on the same page? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of times that's kind of the roadblock to even starting the process. Right.
1: So, no, Not after the fact. You did what?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> You're going into a meeting saying, well, this is how we
2: want to have it done. Well, uh, that's not how it's going to be done. You <laughs> might want to talk about
1: that with your spouse. <laughs> that's right. Great Absolutely. advice, guys. Good, it's good stuff. That's today's sexy segment. We've got to squeeze in a quick break. But we're going to be back. We're on in WIBA Madison every weekend along with WISN Milwaukee. This is the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. Jeff Kowal is here. Paul Schaefer is here. And I'm Paul Kronforst. We'll be right back.
0: Ooh,
2: me,
1: okay, so before we're out of time today, I picked up a general theme in music, Todd Rundgren.
2: That's right, Todd Rundgren. And we talked about NAS was his first band. Yeah.
1: I am not afraid to admit that I like Todd Rundgren music.
2: Yeah. Well, even though- I draw the
1: line at James Taylor.
2: Even on the station I was listening to, it. it's called Yacht Rock on um, XM. Yes, Yacht <laughs> Rock is good. It said, this is the stuff you really liked when you were telling everybody you like Pink Floyd <laughs> and things. <laughs> but you really like this stuff.
1: Yeah, Zeppelin and Floyd <laughs> that's and Deep it, Purple. That, yeah, that's what I'm listening to. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, I'm listening to Todd Rundgren.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's pretty good stuff. I it I like is good it. Music. It's Stuff you haven't heard for a long, it long time. Takes me back
1: time. to the 70s. It kind of, everything, music with me is memories. Like a yep. certain song puts me in a certain era of my life. Yep. So, and the older you get, the more opportunities you have. More memories.
3: More memories you have. Lots of eras. Lots of Um, eras. Good show
1: today. Well, first off, thank you for the questions we got, the texts we answered both today. And uh, Paul Schaefer, we thank you for your time today. It's been fun wonderful job. Nice. And you've got a great staff, Jeff. They're all part of the market updates here. So many voices. Too many to probably we're going to leave somebody out. So those are Monday through Friday on WIBA and WISN.
2: That's right. 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block in WISN Milwaukee. 4.55 at WIBA in Madison at the, uh, right before the news on uh, Vicky McKenna's show. We try to give you a, a one minute what's going on in the market that day. What's driving the market? What's what's How is it affecting your retirement and investment plans that particular day? It's a so what this is what happens so how does it affect you uh every day Monday through Friday three o'clock news block five o'clock news block uh and then we wrap it up with the Dow the S P p 500 all in one minute Our great team of doing that also if you're close to already in retirement $750,000 or more go online to the coalway.com uh, uh click uh, get started contact us we'll, sk- we'll schedule a time to get together if you're a do-it-yourselfer that's just tired of doing it yourself, you've gotten beaten up enough and and you're tired of doing that and getting whipsawed all over, this is a great time to contact the Coal Investment Group.
1: Well, It might just take some of the anxiety out of investing no, too.
2: We just talked to somebody this week about just the stress level of yeah. of doing it. Um, and and uh, Also, if you have assets scattered all over the place, if you've had old 401k plans, old annuities, or other brokerage accounts somewhere else, and you just at a point in your life where you want to simplify and reduce your stress. Come on and see us at the Cowal Investment Group. Uh, go online at the Cowal K O W A L, the Cowal dot com. We've got great advisors in our office. All everybody from top to bottom talks the same language. We all talk retirement planning and investments. And
1: don't forget social media.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. That's right. Uh go on there, follow us. Uh go on Mondays for our, our weekly commentary. Tuesdays for our, our business report on the dot com. Or give our office a call at two six two five two two. Forty forty two six two five two two forty forty, 262 522
1: 4040 And uh, we talked a lot today about the SECURE Act with Paul Schaefer. That is up on your website, thekowalway.com. So check that out. Yeah, we
3: did post the summary of uh, all the important key things to know uh, right on the website and our our news to know. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate
1: it. Thank you, Jeff. That is the Retirement Clinic on WisM Milwaukee and WIBA Madison.